This is the EC Podcast by and for emerging conservation professionals. This week, some of us sat down to discuss our experiences during the first semester of the CNR program. Hi, my name is Alicia. My specialization is textiles. I'm Marika, and my specialization is contemporary art. I'm Charlotte, and I'm in glass and ceramics. I'm Liz, I'm in paintings. And I'm Paul, and I'm in technical art history. So today we're going to be talking about what the first few weeks of your program have been like. To begin, the structure of your specialty. So for paintings, you do two years here in Amsterdam, and then that's technically the entire master's program. But there's an additional post-master's that's one year in Maastricht doing practical work, so conservation every day. And your fourth year is doing an internship wherever you want. Um, I think the structure uh, of textiles is the OBP, how do you, how you call it? Object-based Yeah, yeah. We, we don't have an object in the first year, but we can learn about different kinds of techniques, so embroidery, weaving, or um, uh, sewing, yeah, that kind of stuff. And we get also different um, people who can come by and uh, learn those show specialists. Oh, so you have like uh, workshops? Yeah, workshops, course. And we have to make a book of skills, so um, you get every uh, sample you made, you put in it, and uh, you have to um, make notes, and uh, that's our uh, final uh, thing, I thought. Uh, in the second year, we, we do get an uh, object and work on it. And, uh, now I'm confused. I thought that you all have objects already. Yeah, we have uh, objects, but um, only for a small assignment. You have to make a project profile and a condition report. Most of the time, we're going to handle uh, the object and make um, decisions, but not, we're not going to do the... Uh, restoration. And do you have a postmasters or is it just the two years? No, we also have a postmasters and that it's in the third year I thought um, uh, internships and the fourth year is uh, your own uh, research. Because do you have a large thesis at the end of your yeah. four years? Yeah, that's, that's the case, yeah. <laughs> but does painting not have a, a large research at the end of the fourth year? They haven't made it very clear to us. We have a thesis that we have to do at the end of the first two years, and then based on the symposium that we went to last week, oh. I think we also have something yeah. at the end of all four. But that's actually a different topic. So we do two theses. We are also right now more busy with the workshops that we get and not really focusing on the works uh, that, that we got. Um, so, so you did get objects? Yeah, for contemporary art we got 14 suitcases, I think, which are all part of one uh, traveling exhibition, or they were in the 80s. And we're going to try to treat all of those 14 towards yeah, the end of the year. So they're all uh, designed by one artist. They're um, an aluminum frame and they're uh, see-through, so they have plastic sheets, so you can see through the, the inside of them. And then he asked 14 different artists to fill them with content. Yeah. So right now I'm looking at one that has a, a doormat in it. And there are like letters and newspapers like stuck to the doormat. Right now we have 
a lot of workshops by one guy called Frank. <laughs> I don't know his last name, but we call him Disco Frankie. That was his, hey. his nickname in the 80s. Um, but he's very skillful with tools in general. He's an artist and he is an art handler at the Stedelijk. And he is an art restorer since recent, I think. He's this amazing all-around guy. It's quite interesting to yeah be a bit more in touch with how stuff is made. I'm not really sure how the postmasters is gonna look like yet. They haven't told us a lot, but I think it's also about a nine month uh, internship. And then I think we're also gonna go a lot to the, the RCE. That's like the, uh, the Dutch heritage Post preservation? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Dutch heritage institutions. So would they make that like for the painting students, how we go to Maastricht our third year? Yeah, kind of. And then you would really have to go live in Maastricht, I think, because, yeah. Nice. And for me, it's still possible to go back and home forth. to Amsterdam, <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to do that too much. Maastricht is no, no, two hours. <laughs> it's a bit far. Three hours, I thought. Three hours, Three hours oh, yeah. train. Two and a half from Amsterdam. Definitely. Yeah, oh, but then yeah, you have yeah. to get to the, the Schral, and the then it will yeah. take you 15 more minutes. So. <laughs> but it's a beautiful city. It's a nice city. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Charlotte. Yeah. Um, well, I think for us it's pretty much the same. We have uh, lessons now in which we learn about different techniques. Uh, we don't necessarily try all of them out, but we have to know all of them and recognize all of them uh, when we look at ceramics because we're focusing on ceramics specifically now. We have to understand how they are made, what they are made of, and we have to try out different recipes for uh, yeah, different type of ceramics to see uh, what happens when you fire it and um, do you test that? Uh, yeah, we test that we just made a bunch of tiles and we had to use different types of clay and we had to add uh, materials to it like flax or grog What is what is grog? Grog that's that's just a material that has already been fired So it's just tiny little pieces of ceramic material in a real piece Would that be done on accident or on purpose? No on purpose you do that on purpose because if you have bad clay, then you can use it to structure it better. You can make something nice from it. Uh, so we tried all those different things out and uh, yeah, we had to measure the shrinkage and stuff like that. And then we had to do a lot of cleaning on different types of ceramics to see what the effect of that was. It's all really exciting. It's a lot to take in, but uh, I'm really excited to try all of that out. Do you have a postmaster's? Yeah, we do have a postmaster's. Why like did the I think that only a few had postmasters? <laughs> no, all of us have. Oh, I think just art history. history does uh, not. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's two years, and uh, it's mostly going to be dominated by uh, internships. I think we can do up to three different internships if we want to. Uh, yeah, anywhere. Um, yeah, so for us it's slightly different because we don't have the postmasters. Uh, so it's just these two years. Uh, and at the end of those two years, we have a big thesis. And somewhere in our second year, I know we have an internship, but I don't know how long it is. Mm. And these first weeks, yeah, they've just been very, very exciting. It's still a quite young field, so its boundaries aren't really known yet to anyone within or without the field. Um, so we've been trying mainly to define what technical art history does, take a look at what different kind of researches can be done within this field, next to conservation, but also next to art history and conservation science. So maybe, yeah, it serves a bit in between those. So that's very interesting. And we've had two excursions already, which is very lovely. We visited one of our professors, Abby van de Veer. She's a conservator at the Maritime. We visited her studio, which was quite lovely. And then we went to uh, Kik Irpa, which is the Belgian 
Royal Institute of Conservation in Brussels, which was amazing because they're doing a lot of work on the Ghent altarpiece now by Van Eyck. So they were explaining all the new techniques that they've been using, macro XRF and UV. They still use photofilm, which I find very interesting. And how does that relate to technical art history? So mainly what we've been doing now is look at all these techniques, how they're being used, so the macro XRF is a big thing. But for example, we can also take a look at how these techniques or the emergence of these techniques uh, and the history of these techniques has led us to understand artworks or artists in a different way. And now a few of us have mentioned uh, an object. So for paintings, you get an object literally on your very first day. Uh, it's a painting. We have four on panel and two on canvas. And that's your project for the next two years. And the first few months, what we've been working on is just analysis. We took x-rays of our pieces, digital IR, and now we're working on our treatment proposal. By the end of the two years, you need to have a full conservation report that includes, you know, beginning to end, final results, uh, summation. It's both an academic exercise, but it also creates a full conservation at the end because these are things that are going to go back to the institutions that we're borrowing them from and be hung in their museums. So do you have an object for textiles? Yeah, but we're not going to work on it to restore the no. no. Also not in your second year? Yeah, in the second year, um, yes, but the master students from last year, one had an uh, 18th century uh, jacket and she uh, fixed the uh, in yeah we said that uh, the in the inside the, the, lining. the lining the lining yeah, yeah. they also gonna give something for from the RCE I think mm. or from the Rijksmuseum as well because and I know that similar to paintings textiles conservation <coughs> typically takes quite a while yeah so two years isn't enough time to conserve one thing not to fix it all but maybe do something that um, that we stabilize. I think that's also the main main thing um, for conservatives now, right? To stabilize. I'm curious and, with yeah. uh, textiles, how much um, of an effort do you make to have it be usable again? Because it was yeah. a usable object. Yeah, that's also difficult because you don't know what the purpose is. If it's one, if you want to be it. In the museum and um, in the exhibition, then you're gonna make it, yeah, be beautiful again, and you want to show it. But if it's laying in the bow, you just put supports in it or yeah, cover it on on the right way or yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and your suitcases? Do you wanna? Are you going to have all of them conserved by the end of the two years? No, by by the end of this year already. Oh, this yeah. year! <laughs> all yeah. Wow. So. Uh, we're with five, so that means you have a few suitcases per person, yeah. But I mean, we looked at most of them now. For example, the one that I looked at, the first one I looked at with the doormat in it, is quite stable. Because it's all in a closed suitcase, not a lot of dirt came in, or it's all, it looks good. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of work done to that one, but then... For example, there's another one that's filled with bird's wings. So, um, like the end, uh, the joint of the bird's wing is like dipped in red wax. 
there's like uh, 50 <laughs> bird wings in that suitcase. And they're all, I think, glued to a support that, that's in the middle. But it's infested with little bugs, carpet beetles, I think. But they're all dead, thank God. But um, that's going to be a lot of work to remove them all. And yeah, so there's a few that are going to require a lot more treatment. And there's a few that we're probably not going to do anything to treatment-wise. Maybe clean it a little. Yeah, and then towards the end of the year, I think the planning is that these 14 suitcases will become a traveling exhibition again, like they were in the 80s. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Will you work on all of them together or will you have... I think everybody will have kind of their own project, but since they're all, I mean, <laughs> in the same type of carrier, so the suitcase, those have some damage to it, so that will m maybe work on together, mm. uh, like structural things. Do you have um, to write any kind of treatment report? Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that and we have to finish that around December, I think. Mm. The nice thing is most of the 14 artists are still alive, quite young still. Uh, mine has <laughs> Facebook. Uh, <laughs> oh. So I was wondering, should I already contact him? But I'm not doing that yet. I think two of them have passed away, but it's quite nice that we can still contact them. We're going to uh, interview them somewhere around December, I think. Yeah. Well, then this class is good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> should all be paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's really nice. Yeah. And our first year is mainly about plastics in contemporary art. And the second year is going to be about time-based media art. So we'll probably get another object that's quite simply put has a plug. <coughs> so you can, yeah, right? So you can turn it on. Charlotte, you said that you're just doing workshops right now, but do you get a physical object to work on at all? Um, I think so, but not anytime soon. I know that the master's students wrote their thesis on objects that they were given, so I'm not sure if we will get them before the second year or before we start work on our thesis. Because I feel like for glass, what kind of glass do you envision working on? Like me personally? No, I'm just I like I I don't have okay. any frame of reference. The only thing I can think of for glass and conservation is like object based, like chalices or yeah. these big contemporary art sculptures. Yeah, exactly. Stained those are, glass. Those are good examples. Yeah. Stained glass for example. Yeah. I think it's a maybe like yeah, applied art, so design yeah. or design, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Part like a lot of these like 17th century cups yeah. and chalices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's Perhaps a lot James of them. Also yeah. yeah. Now you guys in, in technical art, art history, history. Yeah. there you go, <coughs> have been talking about wanting objects but not having any? Yeah, I think uh, some some of the people in our group have been quite vocal about that. Uh, so <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it would be nice. But I think it, it has like an, another side to it, the, the fact that we don't have objects and the fact that our thesis is not necessarily catered towards one object that we have a lot of freedom. I could pick some weird, obscure leather thing of the um, mm. or look at a broader technique. So I think an object would be useful to get a more hands-on approach, for example, for the photo portfolio that we have to do. Fine. It would be silly to just do that, I don't know, on a, on a teapot that yeah. I bring from home. Also, um, it would be more fun to keep the enthusiasm going. It would be more fun yeah. to yeah. have but an you object. You can ask us for objects. We have yeah, exactly. That's what we were we thinking. Have, Maybe I have 14 suitcases. Yeah, we'll <laughs> drop by, pick up. But we have boxes full anything. Yeah, yeah, so maybe we should do that. Because yeah, I don't think we need one for the two years, if I'm yeah. absolutely honest. So uh, but I shouldn't say this with the others present. 
You mentioned the <laughs> photo class. We didn't talk about this in the last episode, but all of the specialties, pretty much, I would say on average two days a week, work just within the specialty uh, in OBP, which is uh, your object-based practical. But then the other two days of the week, we have classes together. So, mm -hmm. so far, we've had Science 1, which is uh, chemistry geared towards conservators. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is actually the class that we're on lunch break for right yeah. now, <laughs> imaging and documentation. Uh, and for that, we have an assignment where you have to take five different kinds of studio photos of an object. So that's raking light, natural light, UV, IR, Trans transmit yeah backlit transmitted light I hadn't heard of that one before we did the class <laughs> along those same lines what kinds of assignments have you guys had for us we have a test coming up in about two weeks that's a literature exam and we've mm. had to do about twelve different readings specifically for that test but at the same time we went on an excursion the other week that was related to one of our articles so it was about Franz Halls so we went to the Franz Halls Museum in Harlem and we got to go around the conservation lab there and so while the readings themselves aren't talked about in class they're vital to you have to read them yeah. <laughs> even without the exam because it just informs what you're doing in terms of treatment and yeah being able to understand how a painting is built up. So have you guys had readings or assignments or anything? Yeah, we have a, so we have to write a, a paper, 1700 words. You could either choose ethics surrounding plastics and patina. So um, we have this concept now that plastic has to look really pristine because we use a lot of plastic in our daily lives and it's always see-through and really white and for example, with the suitcases, the, the sheet plastic in between the aluminum frame is really yellowed already. But I mean, it's also just an object that gets older. So is it okay to be a bit yellow to just show that it's old or do you have to replace it? Kind of about that. And then... Because that's not reversible. No, no, it's really in the, yeah. the material. Yeah, it's not a layer you can take off or anything. Yeah, and then... You could either choose between the plastics one or ethics surrounding restoring uh, artworks by living artists. So that's where the artist interview comes in. And yeah, so an, an ethics paper, I guess. Yeah. No readings? Not yet. But that's going to be somewhere in December, I think. We have a literature test. Yeah, we have a lot of books we should read. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's more like... Uh, overall things you need to know to write a museum assignment but I know uh, already a lot of uh, preventive conservation and how to install exhibitions so I think I'm quite okay <laughs> to not read the things <laughs> but I'm just gonna scan it I'm I'm not gonna make notes or anything I'm just gonna scan it because if you're working on a research you always need to read it again or yeah. and you, ca you cannot remember it all the time so just scanning it is, it is enough for me, I think. Uh, and uh, in two weeks, I also have to uh, hand in the assignment. But it's going to be okay. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. Yeah. Yeah, we have quite a long reading list uh, with readings that we have to read, and we will have a test about them in December as well. And then in a few weeks' time, we have to write our first scientific report about one of the tests that we did. What so does that include? Uh, 
Um, well, it doesn't have to be a very large report, but we have to uh, make sure we get the structure right, the scientific report. So we have to choose one of the tests that we've done in the previous weeks and uh, yeah, write a nice scientific report on that. So we show that we can uh, document our experiments well. How many readings would you say you have? How many readings? Uh, it's kind of hard. I mean, some of them are like half a page and some of them are entire books. So <laughs> I, I don't really know how much it is, uh, how, how many readings there are. I wouldn't know from the top of my head. I only know it's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been assigned any full books for paintings. It's been recommended to us. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like it's impossible to read five books in one semester and do the assignments. Yeah. And be mm -hmm. here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing. We are... We have so much uh, many contact hours, or how do you say that? Yeah. We have to be here from nine to five, and then almost every day. You yeah. go home, you <laughs> cook dinner, and then it's like eight. <laughs> yeah. So I I I have a, a bit of a hard time managing my time or reading like suggested reading yeah. or whatever. I can't fit it in. Yeah, we've also had uh, quite a lot of reading, and we yeah. So mostly all the historic, well, not historic, just like from the beginning of this field, reading like all the sources chronologically. We've had to do presentations on the first institute in technical art history mm -hmm. all the way up until today, so up until the Atelier Gebouw, which is very interesting. So we got like a chronological overview. And now we have to do the same with then with big technological art historical um, researches, research projects. So that's coming Monday. Mm -hmm. And then they also uh, really urge us to talk with people who have been involved in those projects and see. And then we also have a test coming up in December on all these readings. And we have to write a paper We don't know what uh, that's about. Yet. Oh, terrifying! That's gonna be okay then. Yeah, but actually, very interesting readings because you see all these authors trying to define this field. Yeah, and that's really fun. When did this field come about? Like, how recent is it? Um, well, the first like uh, is linked to the, the the uprising of these research institutes or like science coming into conservation, and that's I think the first one was in the Berlin Institute, eighteen eighty four. And then like in the 20s, you get the Strauss Institute at Harvard and in Germany, some come up. So it's around that time, mm. beginning of the 20th century. Yeah. But this um, technical art history here is just Very young. recent, right? Yeah, this right? is the third. And the, the term so technical art years. history is only since. is David Bomford and he's still alive. So I think it must have been oh, in okay. the 80s or 90s when the term came up, yeah. Thank you guys for taking the time to have a chat with us. Thank you. Yes, yeah, and see you Thanks next time. <laughs>